What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Do Everything with Love podcast. I'm Myron. I'm Amber. I'm David. I'm Shayla. Steven. Yes, yes, yes. And so we are a community learning, growing, and engaging relevant discussions for creatives in today's culture. Love God, love people, do everything with love. Let's get this joint started. All right. We have a special guest with us today, uh, Shayla Caldwell. Make some noise for her. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to read off her bio. So Shayla is a mom of four who is passionate about helping mothers live Christ-focused, grace-filled lives through faith-based and inspirational content. She has spent the last several years focusing on breaking down the stigma of being the perfect mom by encouraging moms to be authentic and confront fear and insecurity, knowing that Jesus is walking with them and helping them become the mother God has destined them to be. You can find out more about Shayla by following her on Instagram or YouTube at Junk Drawer Mom or visit her website, JunkDrawerMom.com. So welcome Shayla to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So um, with that being said, Let's check in with everybody and see how everyone's doing. Let's go down the line. Myron, what's the what's been going on with you, man? Oh, uh, not much. Just uh, recovering from a little cycling injury. But other than that, you know. <laughs> you mean rolling down the mountain? Yeah, yeah, not all the way down. You know, just just a portion of the mountain. But, you know, you get back up and keep riding it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. What's going on with you, Evan? Yeah, so my thoughts are kind of centered around going on a honeymoon that I never... Oh. Was able to go on Amen, the bus. Jesus. Yeah, Amber is so, a newlywed. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So because of the pandemic, as we all know, they kind of thwarted so many plans, including wedding plans. Mm. So, yeah. Hopefully, actually, to have a traditional Nigerian wedding. My husband's Nigerian, and then hopefully go on a really cool honeymoon now that everything has subsided with the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about where? I want to go to Tanzania. Tanzania? Tanzania, yeah. Whoa, what, 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 not everybody thinks about Tanzania. Tanzania. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Zanzibar, because we were thinking about getting married in Tanzania. Oh. That's why. Yeah, okay. or Kenya. Kenya. Yeah. yeah. Never would have uh, thought. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'd love to go on a safari and then uh, go to Zanzibar. I, we know we're going to have to put a picture up of uh, Tanzania. Yeah, I don't even know where they that's even, on the are map. They co- <laughs> are they on the coast or... Are they in? It's are they? Uh, are they inland? In East Africa, East and they have um, islands uh, that are oh. amazing. So they're coast, So they're on the coast then. Yeah, it's on the coast. Okay, yeah. so that, yeah, exactly. we definitely got yes. put up. My some parents coast. were. They were in Zanzibar and Tanzania last summer. Oh, I will hook you up because one of the, one of their friends is like a chief over there. He lives oh, here in the shoot. states, but I'll. Please do. After this, we'll the, talk. Got the chief hooked up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, that's, well, that's it. Up. That's top of mind okay. for me. Travel, travel, travel. Well, you always love traveling. Every time I talk yeah. to Amber, she's in Barbados somewhere. Something, something. Yeah. Every time we do a podcast, you're coming off a trip. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Shayla, how about you? How you been doing? Oh, man. You know, we got four kids, so that's <laughs> that's how we doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's summertime, so um, lots of going to the pool. You know, hanging out with them. Um, we're celebrating 14 years married in August. Hey. So we're going on a little getaway to California next week. So that'll be nice to just hey, nice. leave the children home oh, and we home. go somewhere else. Are you so. on Cali? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But everything's too expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just for a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Get away. That's what's up. That's really so well, congrats mm-hmm. on that. Thank you. All right. Wadi, how about you, sir? Oh, I just dress like this for when I lounge around. <laughs> <laughs> this is my lounge suit. <laughs> I play white shirt. Suit up. <laughs> oh, man, I've, I've been good. Um, I just came from a, another event I was playing at, so reason for the attire. Oh, I mean, you look spiffy, sir. Attire. Fit for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> Recently had a birthday, so. Hey. That's right. Happy Cheers to that. It was, it was clink, clink, clink. Clink. We'll be celebrating outdoors. Then, yeah. How, how old coffee. are we now? This isn't. This isn't a <laughs> libations. No one never will ever know. What year are we now? Oh, the big four O. Hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking good, Later. man. Looking great. Looking so. 20. <laughs> All shucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to drink water. Still getting carded out here. And go to the gym. You know, all the stuff you find on YouTube that tells you to stay young. Exfoliate. Exfoliate. Moisturize. Exfoliate is key, though. For real. I didn't start doing that, though, for real, until, like, last year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, Yeah, for me, I've been just playing a lot of tennis and uh, been doing a lot of songwriting, actually. So... um, that's all I can really say about right keep, now. Keep an eye out for some new music. Soon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, with that being said, today's topic is, well, first of all, we've been doing a series. Uh, this is the third season. We we first did, what was it? First season was Creativity, Inc. Second season was Contagious. And now we switching it up. And uh, we just did, you saw last episode on uh, Deconstruction. And this series is on millennial trends in the church. And today we're doing something focused on Christian influencers. Traditional values versus modern culture. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for joining the Do Everything With Love podcast. If you'd like to continue to take the journey with us, please hit us up at With Love across all streaming platforms. Our music is everywhere, all right? And if you want a physical copy, Hit us up at bandcap.com and you might even score yourself a signed copy of our album. Thanks. So basically, I don't know if you guys have seen um, uh, the latest uh, <laughs> documentary out on Hillsong. I don't know if anybody's got a chance to see that. But, uh, you know, there was, of course, the controversial figure that was and is or was uh, Carl Lentz. Well, he died? No. And uh, he had a, a picture, which uh, we'll show here. And uh, it's with it him. <laughs> Check the YouTube guidelines. And he's got, as you can see, you know, he's got these, uh, v, you know, he's got a very got well that. cut body accentuating, you know, let's just say things that, you know, makes the mind go wow. So, uh, and, you know, and he's with Justin Bieber. And, uh, and so at the end of the day, it's like, well, is this how a pastor is supposed to dress? you know out in in la shirtless like this like with his pants hanging down like this like come on like so you know there's that one um and uh and then the latest one was the easter production um with transformation church uh with their production called ransom and uh that made a headways um because of all the controversial imagery that was uh in their production um playing from using secular music uh songs like basically redubbing uh popular like beyonce songs and stuff like that to like you know 
having a whole production look like what hell would look like and you know girls talking about their booties and fatties and whatever so (laughs) (laughs) um, anyways and it so it kind of spurred this conversation really about you know what does it mean you know in an age where you know everything is about clout on instagram and twitter and tiktok and facebook who's on facebook anymore but anyways um (laughs) like (laughs) you know it's like you know what does it mean to be a christian influencer and where is the line between um influencing modern culture or letting modern culture influence you Mm. uh and and where and how deep do you dive down that rabbit hole um so the first question that i have to ask you guys is you know which do you prefer um being influenced or influencing the modern culture or being influenced by the modern culture go you're looking at me <laughs> you got a suit on. i guess i'll start <laughs> so yeah I, I don't think you should be so dogmatic in regards to uh the church influencing culture to where everything that the culture does is either evil or we just have to shy or shun away from for example i mean language i don't this could be a gray area, but language could be part of culture. So, as the Bible's, you know, written and translated, it was usually translated in the modern language of the, the current culture or the prevailing culture, you know. That's one way where it was uh, the church influencing the culture. It was just like, oh, that's the culture, you know. And so we have to translate into a language that most people can understand. Um, and that's been since inception of the Bible, Old and New Testament, I believe Greek for the New Testament, that sort of deal. And then just reformation and all that other stuff so so yeah from an overarching standpoint i believe the church should be influencing culture and and morals and that sort of deal but not so dogmatic to where yeah everything about culture is evil and shake a fist at it right okay 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 so christians should influence modern culture is what wadi is saying all right Um, but at the same time culture is not necessarily evil in that you know in yeah that sense. i think a, a concise way to put it um as long as it's not antithetical to biblical principles there we go okay word yeah he used a nice sat word there <laughs> antithetical <laughs> I had to think <laughs> <laughs> no you're right you got it <laughs> does not violate violate the uh the code of the bible i get you i get you um shayla so you being you know on online and uh and of course, obviously, you know, you're a Christian and, and, and your ministry is about upholding Christian values. You know, how do you draw the line between modern culture versus being a Christian? And, and, and how do you how do you how do you dibble dabble between the two? Um, well, I think for me, it's kind of straightforward because I primarily share Christian content. Mm. Um, so I'm not really looking to exercise creative trends for mm-hmm. what I want um, to communicate to my audience. Um, there was a time uh, when I first started where it was like, I think with influences in general, the idea is you want to get people's attention. So um, it can become very nuanced because what's okay for one person is really not okay with, the other per- with another person. Um, and so when I was first starting out, my social media journey, it became more so about, okay, how can I actually monetize, right? So what's going to get, 
the most views, what's going to um, attract the most attention, what's going to get people commenting. And so you can easily like it's so easy to do to shift your focus on that because whatever the you latest have, trend is or whatever. right yeah. yeah or like this is this Especially is the like newest TikTok and stuff this is the newest um you know parenting hack or this is what you need to be doing to train your kids or let me let me say something that's uh what's the right word uh polarizing mm-hmm. um to get people to pay attention to me and so i had to realize like if i'm doing this for the purpose of sharing what god has put on my heart i can't focus on those things Um, And so to answer your question, I think it's um, that Christians should be able to influence modern culture. Um, And I think more than influencing, I think that we should have an impact on modern culture Mm. Um, rather than just trying to sway, you know, trends. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we're if we are doing what each person should do then we should be impacting our community the community around us rather than the internet at large so i guess what does that look like then to kind of stand out in a sense and still be able to get those views that you want um i think at some point you have to say screw the views because i would way rather have 10 people watching me Mm -hmm. that i'm actually like encouraging and communicating with and like inspiring rather than a hundred people or a thousand people or 10,000 people, you know, um, that's just kind of how I am and where, where I guess God has placed me on my corner of the internet. Like I'm not really, I stopped focusing on that Mm -hmm. for real. It was just like, and even to how I, um, communicate on Instagram, it used to be, you know, post the nicest photo. You got to have your feed you know aesthetically pleasing or whatever but it's like at the end of the day i just want to encourage somebody so i just started doing reels where i just read the bible say hey it's time for the scripture of the day i read my little scripture that's it my face is not even in there you know so it's like it's taking the attention off of me Mm -hmm. and if that encourages and inspires somebody cool if not it's also cool maybe that's the one time somebody sees a scripture in their entire day Mm -hmm. i'm okay with just being that little bit of light and i think people have to be comfortable and confident enough you know and secure enough to not find their worth in clout. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I think, you know, people feel affirmed and uh just by getting all those likes and getting sure. all those followers, right? Otherwise you're nothing. I mean yeah. and that's how it is. I mean it it drives industry now, right? Absolutely. I mean it's, you know, it's, you, you can't even a label won't even look at you unless you have a certain amount of followers, right? Mm-hmm. Or um or, you know, sponsors you know if you if you do want to get endorsed right they, they look at how many how many followers you have right so um what i'm hearing is that you're willing to take a stand for what you believe in no matter how many viewers you get or how how i guess uh um how popular or unpopular it might be right yeah. exactly because I, I mean i just feel like you know you can even look at examples of people in the bible who um went against what they're their culture said that they should do and they were okay with the consequences of that like if you, if you look at um shadrach meshach and abednego or hananiah azariah and mishael <laughs> as we've learned as children um but the the story where um these these guys were told to bow down and worship the current king they were like no we want to worship god mm-hmm. some people could look at that and be like 
you could just bow like just bow down you don't really have to worship like just bow and then you know whatever but it's like no i don't even want to take the posture of bowing to somebody else and they were willing to be thrown into a fire so it's like i think finding that security and knowing you know your worth and what is appropriate for you what's appropriate for me might not be appropriate for david you know or admissible um and so you just have to be secure in whatever decision it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, your you, message is your message. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think you know what audience, like, I guess, well, what is, who is your audience in your so mind? So I, my primary audience is for moms, um, generally like the millennial age, kind of our age, our age group. Um, I want to be somebody who I didn't have when I first started having children. Um, and so just to be that voice of like, it's okay, we're not you're not doing this by yourself, you know? So just to be like a relatable, um, a relate, a relatable woman who has gone through a lot. Yeah. You know, so. And then navigating that journey as a, yeah. a believer in Christ. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, that, um, you know, there definitely is a fine line between, you know, completely being influenced by modern culture in a way that you're doing things you shouldn't have any business doing. Um, like uh, my man uh, Carl Lentz, uh, and uh, and I think it's a downfall for a lot of pastors because they get they get so involved in the trenches um, that they get sucked into um, doing things that that are it's a firm it's a firm line that they shouldn't cross they shouldn't have crossed and uh, and I think that's a, a lot of that has to do with the pressure of, of having to fit in having to get those likes um, or or thinking that like. You know, you are the man, right? You you are the you're the you're the pastor. You're the cool guy on campus, and and therefore you think you can get away with whatever uh, you want. And um, and a lot of times, you know, those those things, especially you know, as a pastor, those things come to light uh, a lot of times because you got a target on your back already just because you were a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let alone let somebody find some dirt on you, like mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, I do believe in in uh, meeting people where they're at, right? Like. Um, and and being and doing so where like perhaps uh you know you do you are doing like say for example instagram's right now the big thing is reels right like doing the reels and maybe doing some of those cool trends on there um but you know am i going to be out here uh you know i mean even if i had the body would i even be out there half naked you know uh with a celebrity you know to get likes and views like I knowing my audience and knowing you know that part of my purpose is to bring people um, closer to Christ, right, and and letting the message of Christ shine even through my life and testimony. Um, you know, me modeling at a, a photo shoot by paparazzi or whatever, however intentional it may or may not be. Dial into that. Do you think that was intention? Do you think? I mean, come on! You with Justin Bieber, who's like, like what, the paparazzi's like number one so target. You think it was, so it was intentional. Heck yeah! In your Con- opinion, context probably matters. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Is this shot taken out in public? Or were they on private property? I mean, that's or? the thing. Like that, that doesn't look like that's the beach. No, it's like I don't know where they're where at. they were coming from. I don't know. They where have at. so he had, looks like Justin Bieber got on swim swim trunks, kind of. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it's but hard to tell. It go. It goes back to. So, like the intention. <laughs> See, I heard that they were playing basketball. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, who played? But sorry, but I'm not guarding a dude with their pants that low. 
You ever seen a yeah. long cane poly? Shirts, shirts for skins. Or yeah. like, uh, shirts for skins, sure, but not white like man to can't the jump. You know, like, yo, yeah. he was skins, beaver with shirts. You posting them on me, like, come on, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> it's been a minute since you played some pickup basketball. That's, that's all I see. Yeah, like, pick up tennis. <laughs> shirts for skins. Shirts skins pick up <laughs> Actually, I can't lie. No, I've played tennis without a shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hot. But yeah, but anyways, back to my point. I was but just, I made sure my pants were up. <laughs> I was just saying that at the end of the day, like you know, you have to be constantly mindful of these things, especially when you're, you know, you're, uh, you have celebrity, you have some sort of celebrity status, mm-hmm. especially if you're a leader, right, um, of a of a big movement, of a big company, big organization. Like these things come into mind. You know, I mean, these are things that, you know, like you think about like even the NFL, right? They don't just want the player; they also what. They also think about what the player stands for. Yeah. Their image. What, their what image. his whole yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, their whole yeah. lifestyle, what they're about, you know? Branding is, is everything. And, and, it does, and it's no different, I think, especially on social media, because we all know social media is, is not reality. But at the same time, we know that people put their happiest moments and the image that they want to portray there, you know? And so, you know, to me, I don't think it's any accident. <laughs> <laughs> that this happened, right? And that and and Carl Lentz is where he is. I think at this point, you know. There's, Do you know yeah. if he posted that picture or if somebody else posted it? No, nah, somebody else. He didn't oh, post okay. that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't post he didn't that. Post no. I'd be like, bro, if he posted it yourself. If nah, he posted, he, he that's smiling. a whole other thing. I just okay. did my leg okay. lifts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wait, question. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Should we hold pastors to a different standard? Than, than like, like the yeah. regular, absolutely. I, I believe yeah. that's scriptural. It is. Okay. Is it that's, uh, in what, Timothy? That? I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say it's in Timothy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, would you hold your leader of your company to a different standard than a regular employee? Yes. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> I was just curious <laughs> because because people would say, "Well, that's unfair." It's a double standard there, you know. Yeah. Plenty of Christians running around the you know doing. Doing what they want. Whatever, and nobody's... <laughs> nobody's like, paying ah, attention. Show no. the picture, you know, yeah. like, look how bad that... You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, that's a great point. Um, but it, it does go back to intent. Like, if he's on private property playing basketball with a friend, and you got... The paparazzi with like the foot long lens. It's like, <laughs> in the bushes, yeah. yeah, you can't be like, oh, how dare he? Like, right, right. Like, he's allowed some, some level Ooh. of privacy. Here's yeah. a question yeah. Is it also dependent upon culture? To bring it, I guess, full circle, because all our frame of references is Western culture slash America. What if it was in the DR or Puerto Rico or you know South America, where wearing less clothing is way more typical? Well, I think there's. I think that it, as a pastor, I think there's still standards. <laughs> And standards are standards to me, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're, especially when there's media involved, and it's one thing if that's just happening there and no one else outside of that neighborhood is going to see you, okay. But you, you, you know that as a celebrity, somebody's, in today's world, everybody got a phone, mm-hmm. right? As soon as somebody takes a picture, you know the whole world's going to see it. So to me, it's like, it's hard these days to, to, to be, and, and I'm, I hate to say, but it's harder these days to be above reproach, like, like yeah. Timothy talks about. Um, because it's, you're, you're, especially as a leader, you're, you're so visible. You're the face of your organization or your church, and uh, everything you do matters. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, you know, as far as like, you know, making sure you said some, you used the word antithetical earlier. Mm-hmm. Like to me, understanding, you know, yes, uh, I understand what the word says about certain topics and certain things and where I stand morally on what I should and should not do. Um, and to me, as long as, you know, sure, if I, if I take take the time to be in some whatever trend, Instagram trend, remember the ALS challenge and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh. Um, you remember the ALS challenge? No? It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> uh, I never Ice water. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, stuff like gotcha, that. Gotcha. But like, like as long as that's not violating, you know, what I believe to be what, is, what is the, what is the the morals and and the values of the Bible, which is my personal belief system, then I think you're fine. Um, I just think that you know when it when it comes to being in a place where you're being influenced by the modern modern culture, we can completely lose focus on you know Christ being at the center of what what we were supposed to be doing in the first place, which is whatever your ministry is, right? Um, Let's hear on. Let's hear the thoughts on this side. What, what about you guys? What do you prefer, as far as uh, Christians influencing modern culture or modern culture influencing you? Um, <laughs> so to a degree, there will be a level of influence that will just naturally happen over time, and you'll probably always have pushback against that. You know, you just think about like skinny jeans pastors. Um, you know, rather than our, our astute brother over here dressed nicely, <laughs> ready for Sunday service. Um, you know, yeah, it's like there there will be a level of, you know, that's that's a clear example of culture influencing the church. But that's not something that specifically takes away from, you know, the church and, and the power of God to move through people. If anything, it probably allows more people to come in, people who probably wouldn't have felt like, um, you know, they have clothes that are nice enough or they, they might be looked at funny if they're not wearing, you know, a three-piece suit or whatever. Um, so there is a, a degree that where it's, it's fine, but, you know, you do have, there's these invisible lines that we just don't look at and, you know, we'll go from skinny jeans to, you know, your boy Carlin's out here um, where it's like anything's going, um, the type of music that we listen to, the type of music that's influencing us, um, the, the type of people that we're hanging around saying that, oh, we're trying to influence these people, but is their cultural um, you know, influence in their lifestyle having more of an effect on us? Um, Probably. You know, are we are we becoming the very stumbling block for the people that we're trying to save? It kind of reminds me of uh, like training day. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey. he's like he's supposed to be the guy that's like running. You know, he's he's supposed to be the the principle of moral authority yeah. in the streets, and the streets like influence. I need my money, Jake. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> yeah. So, no. No. That I mean, but that's that's, that's real. so that's kind of real. It's kind of you know. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. real. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Yeah. What, what you think? Yeah, I thought about inside of church. Um, on Sundays uh, when it comes to um, the preacher and he's talking about the message. Um, When you all talked about impact, um, I'm thinking around how you can use culture to relay a message to your your congregation. Um, I think around um, when it comes to what should be... influenced I think 
that's probably like for me the only area in which um, you should use culture to have an influence on um, Christian thought and just making sure that in, in your message you are um, relating it in such a way that you can that it's scripturally sound so you're but tying, then you're tying using it back to the scriptures correct but then okay. you're still you're still using um, references like real world examples that are, be relevant yeah, real, or towards yeah. your uh, audience kind of yeah, like kind of like how like relevancy. Jesus was speaking in parables correct like in like farmer farmer parables of, and stuff like that yeah, yeah of his time because he was talking to farmers exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I got and you. do it I of his you. time and so yeah, the cultural yeah. relevancy is where I think about when I think about um, how uh, you know Christians and pastors should use culture to um, influence. So, um, so yeah, so it sounds like as, as long as it's, they can use whatever examples that are, exist in the world, but as, as long as they can tie it back to scripture, to scripture and that it's not antithetical. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting like because about. it's like, um, uh, I think about uh, the movie The Departed, right? Where the dude is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio who goes undercover. I don't know if you guys, anyone's seen that movie, yeah. but basically Leonardo, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and, and who's the other guy? Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, he, Leonardo's the, the protagonist and, and Jack Nicholson is the antagonist. And, he, and Leonardo has to go undercover uh, and, and, and Jack is this mob boss. And basically... The whole story is just centered around how how DiCaprio is just kind of stuck in this whirlwind of of doing the right thing, but but still having to do uh, to act like a criminal that goes against his very fiber as a police officer. And um, and to me, it's like you know, at what point do you draw the line to say you know enough is enough? I've done enough. Can we did we reach our goal? And I think whenever it comes to uh, thinking as a, a Christian and thinking about what it means to reach people for Christ I think that's the end game and, and I think that's the question you just start off with is what is your end game right um, am I am I doing this for for reach and if I'm doing it for reach then what's my message and uh, is this message that I'm speaking uh, scripturally relevant and is, this, is it the truth right and to me like the moment that you do start begin to go into the trenches of you know Instagram and doing all the trends okay great but then how are you getting poured into right where where how are you making sure that your 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 north still stays true north when it comes to christ and i think uh that's something where people get askewed because you know you're you're in the trenches so much you get kind of lost in the sauce where you're like i've been doing this for so long and now you become very much like the the culture itself to the point where there's nothing different between you and them Mm -hmm. um and and that's you know antithetical to what <laughs> uh, to what Christ has called us to be, which is to be apart from the world. Um, and not to say you know not to say hey you know Christians are are better than you or thing, anything like that. It's just more so of saying you know I'm choosing to honor God uh, through my life, in which may not necessarily agree with uh, what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's something to think about. Uh, going forward as far as you know where that line is for yourself and um, and also where that line is for what you what you're going to do you know um, in your efforts to gain clout or whatever you know because we know people that you know that definitely have clout but you know people are, are always into these sort of things for the wrong reasons you know and I think that's something that 
we just got to keep in mind is why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? You but know? define wrong it. wrong reasons. It's like in our context. Well, as Christians, in, the, in the in the sense of in the sense of social media, like some people just do it for clout, right? That like that's a, that's an actual thing, right? Like people yeah. do stupid stuff. I've seen some really idiotic. Like there's a there's a trend now, right? Where they do like they're, they're the most disgusting, like licking toilet bowls. What? Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's like, and that was during pandemic time. Yeah, they were like going into the airport, uh, into yeah. the airplanes, licking Ugh. the toilet seat, it, or like licking ice just, cream in the grocery uh, store for what? clout, just for clout, like for like the gram. for right. the gram, for the talk now, maybe yeah. I don't know, you know, <laughs> TikTok, whatever, for the talk, for the, talk. <laughs> for the tick, <laughs> <laughs> for the tick and the talk. <laughs> There's no Christian influencers out there doing that. I hope. Uh, okay, has anybody seen? So has, let's let's talk about this ransom uh, produ- Easter production by Transformation Church. Has anybody seen it? First of all. They was, took it I've down before I could watch the whole yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, right. Didn't see the whole thing. You see like clips. Yeah, you seen clips like of it, right? Okay, what are, what were your thoughts on it? Do you think that that was helping or hurting? <laughs> I think I think that I think that if this were um an uh, for an audience not for an audience but just Christians looking at this play, they would be able to understand the intent behind it being like abstract, creative, um, representation of what hell is, of what good versus evil is. Mm-hmm. But I the disagree. fact that there was no representation of Christ and his resurrection in the life that he led and uh, the truth of the gospel, the fact that there was nothing in there of that and the intent was for non-believers, it gets lost. It gets lost. It gets absolutely lost. And I think that um, it had nothing to do with um, truly sending a godly message to people who do not know Christ. And so at that point, what is a point? What is the point of an Easter uh, worship experience that doesn't include Christ if you want to? Reach. Yeah. So we talk about reach. If you want to reach to non-believers, which many times that's what Jesus did in his life. Like he did use things that are of the culture that are uh, that are um, uh, maybe not necessary. Like basically that are relatable to people in order to bring them to to understand what himself he's yeah. and understand what he's saying. But it always yeah. again led back to scripture. Again, it always led back to. Something that a non-believer well, can Jesus understand. Was the word of God. He was the word of God, but it was like it was literally. But he was also fully, fully man, right? So yeah. he used conversation, right, to help people understand who he is, and it was never a pointing elsewhere. And that play for me, it points elsewhere. If I'm a non-believer. I am not going to understand Jesus through that play. So I, I, I was able to see the play before they took it down. Oh, you did? Um, yeah. And it, it was a reach for me, too. I mean, the, the, I get, like, you know, you, the, it's the, the story of res, death and resurrection, the story of forgiveness, um, the forgiveness of our sins. Um, and you definitely see that be t- playing out between this king and I guess she was the, 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 the love, the bride uh, princess. Um, and I could, even the, even the clips they took out about, like, hell and stuff, 
Like I thought they were overplayed a little bit on Instagram because they just took you know all you see is this red background and somebody yeah. mm-hmm. on the cross. It looks bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, you just take the clip. But like in context of the play, it made a lot more sense um, to what was going on as far as like how the devil, the the antagonist of the story, mm-hmm. was basically you know gathering her minions to fight against the prince, and they had this whole thing going on. But like like to Amber's point, you know. Um, you know, as as someone that understand that that you know we've as a Christian that's experienced Easter service and understands Easter message over and over again, like it's kind of hard to still draw those uh, correlations between the production and the play. And to me, it was one of those things where it was okay. Like I think it'd been it would have been okay if it was like a play outside of church. You yeah. know, purely mm-hmm. as like an outreach that's, tool. That's but what I'm thinking. To do that, like within church. Uh, on an Easter Sunday on service. An Easter on Sunday an Easter Sunday service amongst believers, like to me, is is a reach to reach non-believers though. To reach he non-believers, said, he clearly well, said, that's, stated that's, that he's trying to reach non-believers. But how do you reach non-believers without mentioning Christ? Well, he he does. So Todd does come out. Pastor Todd does come out at the beginning okay. and the end of the play. Just disclaiming as a disclaimer, as saying, "Hey, like this is this story is about Jesus and." Um, and that it's about the death, resurrection, and burial of Jesus. And, and he comes back and then kind of gives a salvation, altar call kind of message in the end. Okay. So he does do all that. But at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, the context was, was kind of misplaced, in, yeah. my, in, in my opinion. Uh, like I said, I think it should have been done outside of the church. I think it would have been a great tool to do that um, and, and be very effective. But to do that, to me, like, at least for... The way that I've experienced church, you know, is um, that church is mainly for believers. You know, people that go to church typically be- already believe in God. You you might bring your friend to come and, and there perhaps is an altar call and they perhaps give their lives to Christ. But to me, mainly the church service on Sunday is principally for edifying the existing body of Christ. Um, and so for this play, I just didn't think it was edifying the body of Christ in that way. Um, and you know, they could have, they could have done without like the booty shaking and the, (laughs) and the Beyonce songs in my opinion, but, uh, you know, I'm not the director of that play. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it. You know, I get what Michael, you know, this is, I think this is a good example because, I get what Pastor Todd is trying to do, especially, if, you know, how many followers does he have on Instagram now? He's right. like at 2.7 million or so. Something crazy, right? Yeah, so obviously he's definitely yes. trying to get that clout and he's definitely trying to create a platform um, that, you know, he as a pastor, you know, uh, trying to represent Christ, you know, and I, and I get his intention. I think, you know, from, you know, he's definitely getting a lot of, uh, of uh, what do you call that? Um, slack from the like conservative right as far as like oh well you know you know what's wrong with the regular easter message like what's wrong with just using the bible and and, and telling the story as the bible tells it you know mm-hmm. um you can still do so creative creatively yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just yeah <laughs> like, so now I, I didn't watch the whole thing actually listening to you talk about um some of the more n- nuance that you usually don't hear online it really, I think, speaks to how we do take little clips and kind of run with it. Yeah. So it is important before you cast judgment on whatever you're about to take in or or whatever's on social media to 
hey, know the whole story. Yeah, know the whole story. Do your, do your research. Look at the whole thing. Don't just base it off the clip. With that, That's kind of on them for taking the video down. News organization wants you to think. So like, but, the people can't go back and watch the whole thing because it's... Yeah, well then, yeah, there's that as well. And uh, I'm sure they thought they done their pros and cons. And, and, <laughs> yeah, they, and they definitely did, but like still. And also too to that to the um there there was a point around and this is what I thought about when I did because uh, I remember you guys were telling me about this play I had no idea that this happened that occurred so when I went back and I started seeing um, some commentary on it uh, some people were saying that oh it's interesting how the number one thing that's being talked about is this play and Pastor Mike Todd and Transformation Church, but not Christ, right? That, that for me, is something that I it's also enough, noticed. It's enough to say it's a distraction. Then it Correct. Something that's bringing then people closer that is, to Christ. Yeah, that's bringing people to closer, closer to Christ, particularly okay. non-believers. Because for me, as a believer, what I noticed was that, oh, I'm looking into this and I'm um, trying to understand this context and Christ is not being reached uh, to everyone. Mm -hmm. That's not the number one, yeah. you know, thread that, you know, we're, we're hearing. That's, that, that's something that I took away it's, from it's that. It's a red flag well, for you. Yeah, yeah it was a red is, flag for me. The yeah. sad thing is that's not even really on him, like Mike Todd specifically, because you have what, uh, thousands of other YouTube, you know, commentators talking about Mike Todd and Transformation Church and not talking about Jesus, not talking about what the true that's Sunday a good message point. is. But that's, that's a good I mean, point. that goes back to like, what is your intent when you are a, when you are an influencer? What is your intent? Is it to gossip about other preachers or the most trendy thing or popular thing that's happening in ministry at the time for attention? Or is it to actually like address an issue scripturally, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think I, like seeing the clips because I, I think I saw them first on TikTok somebody had put together like a compilation of all the crazy stuff mm -hmm. that happened in the play and you see like all of the comments of like non-believers saying this is a church like mm -hmm. this is a church service like just confused because we are supposed to be different however I would I personally have put together a play like that no <laughs> I would not have but if that's like to me Mike Todd like I was me and my husband were listening to him before he even popped on social media. Mm -hmm. He's always been kind of this over the top kind of yeah. guy. It's just back then he didn't have the budget. Yeah. Now right. he has the budget now to the do money. these. You know, he did. He did the whole like what was it the the people walking on uh, well, Ransom, Peter walking this on water. The first time he's done this play, right? Yeah. So it's like he has the money to be able to um, have these lighting effects and and all these things and this huge cast and all yeah. this stuff and it's like. Did he ever have a point in the preparation of this where he prayed and said, Lord, is this pleasing to you? I cannot be the judge of that. Right. Mm. You know, and I like, think I think I think you and Amber are both pointing out maybe not just. OK, we're you know, let's take the, the heat off for a second of transportation, transformation church and, and right. Pastor Michael Todd. And and maybe put a little bit of heat on the church at large. Right. Yeah. Maybe 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 the it. church at large is, is at fault for being too judgmental being too critical mm -hmm. maybe maybe asking a little bit more questions about what was the intent you know and 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 and, and where people reach for christ and even like even if you were to ask him that i feel like that is only him and god know that yeah like god is the judge of our is the judge mm -hmm. of our heart he's the only one that knows the true intention of what we were doing so you can try to double back and say whatever it is you want to say or like say face or whatever but i feel like at the end of the day if you're going to put anything on social media 
or on the internet or live broadcast, whatever. The question that I would ask myself is, if Jesus were sitting here right next to me, would he be pleased? Would I do this in his presence? Yes or no? It shouldn't be, what's my goal? It shouldn't be, how many people can I reach? There or we go. how many people get saved? It's, is Jesus pleased? Is you know, Jesus and I think pleased? as believers, we need to be held to that standard. Mm. You know, whether that be a regular, quote unquote, Christian person or someone who is in the fivefold ministry as a pastor, you know, teacher, whatever, prophet, you know, whoever. Now they are held to a higher standard, but I just, I just feel like bare bone minimum Christians should be asking them this, themselves that question and then let everything else flow after that. If Jesus would be pleased, great. Do whatever is admissible to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you my know? question is, uh, how would you know Jesus is pleased? Because if you have a relationship with God, he's talking to you. Like, I, I believe that if you read your Bible... Yeah, we go. And you pray, then you know what God has said. And I think that speaks to a bigger issue because yeah. a lot of Christians are not educated in their word. There we you go. know, a lot of Christians don't read their Bible or are not astute enough to study yeah. like they do when they watch. Like, mm-hmm. they would rather judge other they, people. They, <laughs> I, so let me talk to myself about mm-hmm. myself. I at times would mm-hmm. rather spend time watching TikTok or watching shows on Netflix or doing whatever else it is because I don't want to take the time to read my Bible or to pray or whatever. And so it's just, it's a matter of us stepping into that level of maturity um, to actually be a disciple of Christ and to get to know what he wants because that's why we're here yeah. is to do his will, not our own. Yeah. So we can say that you know, this play or making this video or taking this certain level of, you know, photo shoot or whatever is okay culturally. Sure it is. But is that something that Jesus would be pleased with? And is it going to bring people closer? Based on the Jesus, you know, from scriptures. Let's be very clear about that. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. so it's like, is it going to bring people closer to him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think uh, this speaks to a larger problem in church of, absolutely of uh, people just, you know, it's a lack of maturity. Church members, yes. let's just say church members in general, I feel like we do become very judgmental, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we have the extreme of Westboro Baptist Church, right? But then we have the other extreme also where it's 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 not it's it's more subtle, right? It's 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 people talking about you behind your back and gossip, like you know, there's a whole gossip world, an under underworld of gossip that's happening at churches. I, I, I'm sure pastors can mm-hmm. can have memoirs, can write yeah. memoirs about it. And um, I think at the end of the day, if, if you know, this kind of speaks, this you know, this kind of speaks to what does love look like in the church? I think love looks like people taking the time to care for one another, people taking the, the time to understand each other's story, and and when that happens, then you can understand the intent, right? I think Pastor Michael Todd's intent was in the right place. Maybe the execution could have been a little bit different, but you know, I, you know what? This is, I think, a great opportunity. Instead of people coming out the woodworks to judge and criticize, is to maybe how can we affirm this man? How can we be able to uh, love on this man? How can we be able to love on his ministry? Hey, y'all! This is. Amber, president of Let Love Rise Foundation Incorporated, and we have officially launched. Check out letloverise.org. If you are a community organization 
with volunteer needs, go and sign up on our platform to promote all of your volunteer needs. And if you are a volunteer looking for ways to connect to your local community, looking for ways to make a difference, go and letloverise.org to sign up for these volunteer events. I'll see y'all at the next event. You know, Christians partake too much in this culture where it's like, I'm just going to cancel you right away and not even participate in being a minister of reconciliation or coming around this person to say, hey, you know, because like, here's the deal. No one is perfect. So these pastors that we say, you know, we want to hold them to a high standard, it doesn't negate them from the possibility of mistakes or uh, maybe an error in judgment Mm -hmm. with their choices. And so instead of casting judgment or casting blame or trying to say and that and, yeah and say that oh no you're, you're not a man of god because you did this or you're not a woman of god because you yeah. did this it's like okay well ha- have you prayed for the, for him right because imagine the the amount of stress I that, can only imagine, that yeah. they are going through because they're being attacked on social media by christians and non-christians alike mm-hmm. you yeah. know and so i think again it's just a matter of maturity in the body of christ uh to be able to surround our brothers and sisters who have these high platforms to pray for them as the bible says instead of doing what we do now you know and yeah. I, I i do agree i think you know we're speaking from a very western american culture of what what happens i don't know what happens in other continents you know but here in america i think we should be praying a whole lot more than what we do mm. Mm. that's good and yeah. I also that's to that i also think that we should with making sure that we're not judging making sure that you know we're praying for people who um may fall short leaders in particular who fall short we also need to make sure that we are holding everyone accountable according to scripture Mm -hmm. and i think that there are some things that are just blatantly not according to scripture not necessarily talking about this play you know this easter Uh service or transformation church but just to along the lines of what we're saying i think with praying for one another um totally agree christians needs not be part of cancel culture because that is not scripturally sound right well i don't don't think that holds anybody accountable right but then yeah no what i'm saying is we should still we should still hold others accountable without canceling them yeah absolutely as christians right i think accountability looks more like uh encouragement it looks more like reflection and prayer than it does like I'm sitting you down and you're never going to be seen again. Yeah. You know, basically exile, you know, mm-hmm. um, which to me is antithetical. I like that word <laughs> to the Bible. Right. And what, what it means to be in community, um, especially when that when that person or leader is is willing to correct and change and, and reflect. Now, it's one thing if they're not willing to change and, you know, then that's a whole different story. But if they are willing to reflect and say, you know what, maybe I could have done that differently or maybe I could approach that differently, then I think there's room to grow. And I think there's room to continue doing ministry rather than saying, you know what, let's uh, let's get real rid of Carl Lentz altogether. Like, I don't think that's because God doesn't do that to us. We mess up. It's like, you know, you imagine. Oh, my gosh. We we be out before we started. (laughs) I think he was was going to. And then uh, was it Moses like, no, please give him a second chance. Like I'm starting over. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Because because y'all know that Carl Lentz actually once all the stuff came out 
you know, with him and Hillsong or whatever. Now he's actually going to help yeah. Transformation Church. Yeah. And yeah. he's like working as a consultant with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And people had a lot of stuff to say about that. Oh, did they? I won't share, you know, <laughs> my own whatever. It doesn't matter. But I will offer the other side of the coin, perhaps because Carl Lentz, like Carl Lentz went, is doing, Mike Todd is doing all the things that Carl Lentz or being put in the same kind of like trajectory Mm -hmm. in -hmm. terms of what he's doing in ministry. Right. So now Carl Lentz has gone through this experience. He has the wisdom. He has the lessons that he's learned. Maybe, maybe God is moving him there to help Pastor Mike Todd not make those same choices. So, yes, what he the actions and choices that Carlin's made, you know, were um, ungodly or not uh, to the standard as which, you know, God would have him to operate. Wasn't in. the best approach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying but to be diplomatic. But it's healing, like, though. All the yeah, words chosen all yeah. he has to go through healing, too. But like, yes, it wasn't the best choices. And yes, he failed. But then um, to everything you're saying, maybe also God has him going to Transformation Church for like his continued healing yeah. right because a lot of times mm-hmm. we all fall short uh, leaders fall short like you know us mm-hmm. as christians fall short because there's this healing that we have to go through which always typically stem from our childhood and it's something that i thought about when we were talking about carl lentz earlier is you know his mm-hmm. journey Listen, through unpacking his childhood traumas that's a whole different so, that's a that's, listen, a, that's whole a whole different, different church yeah. sermon right there right how god takes our storms and turns it into gold like right and, and how he tur- what was down and, and makes you go up again like god god is he is famous for doing that right taking yes. taking with the you know the the your lowest broken things broken moments broken. and turning and he them mentioned it. and turning Carl them, for your, said he turning was them for your favor yeah he's so. not he's not absolving himself but he said he yeah. was broken since his childhood so yeah. so who knows why you know god has him on his journey now in transformation church so i completely agree with you that like you know we need to stop we need to stop like oh why is he going to transformation church or why that like you know like this this man is on a redemptive you know journey <laughs> you know like he really yeah. he, he he seems to yeah. me like looking at the um yeah. at the documentary he seems to have really yeah. understood his wrongs and how he yeah. really really like let down a lot and, of and people and to me i rather follow somebody that 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 as a leader that is able to reflect upon them they they yeah. do mess They're up humble. that's expected but are they able to to reflect humble themselves and say hey i messed up mm-hmm. you know here's how we can better go forward like i'd rather right. follow somebody like that than somebody that's always perfect mm-hmm. can do no wrong you know like to me that's exactly. you know it can be fake so yeah, but like even like as believers if you're if you want to study and live like the life that david lived in the bible mm-hmm. like real talk you should be studying saul and what not to do like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Don't Saul, just study Saul. what what you should be doing, because then you're not going to be hip to the. You want to read about Saul? What's, what book David is that? What book is that? Yeah. Was that was that First Samuel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah First Samuel. So those of you want to read about Saul, look at First Samuel. That, that's a crazy. Story. <laughs> Even David though too, he did things. David was wild. David, yeah, David was. David was wild. Was wild. Was wild. Was like this one right here. <laughs> <laughs> David was wild, but he was a man of the God's heart. <laughs> yes, he was, but he was wild out here. He was wild. So you can look at David and Saul for what not to do, and David. you can look at it's David also for what to do. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Anyways, uh, so there you have it. Um, yes, millennial trends in the church. Uh, this time we talked about Christian influencers, traditional values versus modern culture. You know how Christians perhaps could influence modern culture. How modern culture could perhaps influence 
Christian influencers. Hey, it could go either way. I think we talked about what that line is and what that looks like. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Do Everything With Love uh, podcast. Shayla, thank you so much. Make sure you follow thank her, you, Drunk Drawer Mom, on, uh, was it YouTube and Instagram? Yeah, I have a TikTok too, but, you know, we just post the same thing everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And, Except uh, YouTube, I do actual videos. Yeah, YouTube, she's, she's, she's killing on YouTube for sure. And, uh, and JunkDrawerMom.com. Um, and so, yeah. As far as announcements go, um, don't forget to follow us at With Love Music and Let Love Rise on Instagram. Let Love Rise is um, our nonprofit foundation, um, and also make sure to subscribe to our Patreon at With Love Music. And if you are a nonprofit church or local organization serving the Baltimore or DC community. You need to be uh, on our letloverise.org network um, where we uh, mobilize volunteers to your event um, or need in your organization um, to help you and help your community. Uh, so please check that out at letloverise.org and uh, see how you can get involved and get plugged in. Um, with that being said, that's everything. Make sure to love God, love people, and do everything with love. With love.